Hey, it's John Williams. If your home struggled to stay warm this winter, then you know it's going to be hot this summer. Maybe it's those old leaky windows and doors. Call Next Door and Window, the company we hired. Right now, you'll get buy one, get one 30% off, plus 18 months of interest-free financing. So call 1-800-NEXT-DOOR right now. That's 1-800-NEXT-DOOR or go to 1-800-NEXTDOOR.COM. Podcasts. It's like radio. But it's not on the radio. Hogan Johns. We will be perfect. Obsession. In every aspect of the game. Being obsessed. It's third down and goal. And Trubisky rolls. And it is a touchdown. Anthony Miller, his seventh touchdown of the year. WGN Radio's very own Adam Ho. Big Kong. There's no S. It's already plural. You wouldn't say Chinese. And the Chicago Sun-Times, Adam Johns. I know who I am. I'm a dude. Bring you Chicago's best Bears coverage. Obsession. Being obsessed. And now, here they are. Perfection. The Adams. Yeah, baby. Hogan Johns. I'm leaving you, people. What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? What's up? Welcome in. Hogan Johns, episode 207. Hope everybody had a great Christmas, a great week with your family. A little bit of a delayed episode here as we get back at it on a busy week filled with... Uh, Christmas cheer. <laughs> yeah. Something there like, you go. Something like that. Something's been, yeah. something's been going around. <laughs> Whew. Yeah, yeah. Nasty, ain't it? You haven't even experienced the worst of it yet, my friend. No, I think I'm on the. I think I'm on the backside. I, I think. Um, I, I think you had it worse. Mine's yeah. just lasting longer. I don't know what's yeah. been going on all week, but whatever. I'm over it. I'm back. We're ready to do a podcast. Um, and there's a meaningful football to play in Week 17, which is really what matters most here. We're not talking about draft picks and. Uh, who's going to be the next head coach of the Chicago yeah. Bears? <laughs> We're not rushing back to Chicago from Minnesota. <laughs> we did. We've done twice for John Fox and Mark Trestman to see when and if they will be fired. <laughs> no. We're not doing special uh, episodes on Gidget the Monkey. Remember Gidget the Monkey? <laughs> oh, how soon we forget. Yeah. How soon we forget. Things are a lot different this week, and it's a good thing. Follow us on Twitter, at Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E, at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S, our producer, Joe Romano, at Joey Joe Rowe, our engineer, Ernie Scatton, who does those great opens for you guys, and uh, you can read us at WGNRadio.com slash BearsChicagoSuntimes.com. Please search Hogan Johns on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, tune in wherever you listen to your podcast. It's there. Please subscribe. Please rate and review it. We appreciate you doing that. Uh, we don't have Joe with us today because we're kind of recording remote remotely. Um, but where are you now? Back in Wisconsin, about headed home for like less than twenty four hours, and then headed to San Diego for the Holiday Bowl. Man, man, your travels from Wisconsin to Minneapolis to Wisconsin to San Diego. Yeah, a little too much. I'm not going to lie. Especially it's when nice I have. Fin- it's a nice finishing spot, though. Yeah. Well, except for the fact that the game is being played in Minnesota, where I just was. <laughs> How about we start there? The um, 
I can give you the pulse of Minneapolis since I was just up in that region. How are they feeling? I mean, they're not feeling great. They're, you know, it's been a disappointing season for them. And even though they can get into the playoffs with a win on Sunday, they're, um, you know, everyone's down on the team. Nobody likes Kirk Cousins, it seems like. I mean, they, everybody just views that as a complete failure. And this is kind of a defining game for him, I, I would say. And he has not won big games. He has not. We know his record's not good in primetime, specifically Monday night. Now, I know it's not a night game. I, I know it's not a primetime game. But there's going to be a lot of people watching. Be a lot of pressure on him to, to beat a very good Bears defense. And I think it opens the door for, for the Bears, even though they're not favored. You think it does? I, I mean, I think that's why the, the – the, let's start there. That's where the line uh, has been uh, getting a lot of Bears fans angry this week, which I get it. I mean, it, it came out at six and a half, Vikings favored. Uh, Bears clearly the better team overall. Now it's down at, at four and a half, uh, and that's where we'll pick the game today. But, you know, I, I tend to get it. Um, it's desperation time for the Vikings. They're back home, and – that's a tough place to play. They absolutely need to have this one. While the Bears are going there to win, and Matt Nagy's made that very clear this week, there's a little bit of a different... It's not win or go home. It's not like it will be next week if these teams play each other again at Soldier Field. Um, and it, it, it's a home game for the Vikings. So I'm not surprised that the Vikings are favored, to be honest with you. I'm a little surprised it came out at 6.5, considering the Bears have played... You know, all these games close this year. And um, four and a half still seems like a little bit too much. But, okay, I I, I understand the, the dynamics of this game and why it's being viewed in the way it is. Yeah, seeding isn't much uh, to, to play for. Yeah, obviously, the, the Bears' only hope is the 49ers' upset of the Rams. And, the, you know, I, I partially think it can happen. I thought the 49ers were... Um, kind of impressive uh, uh, last week. I think Nick Mullins can play. Uh, the 49ers have played better over the past few weeks. They have beaten the Seahawks, who are in the playoffs. So th- th- there is some hope there. Um, Pat Finley and I got into a pretty lively discussion in one of our little Bears Be Live videos on Periscope. He, he wants them to rest the starters, pull the starters at, at some point. And, and I get that thinking, you know, like what, what if the Rams are, are – in his scenario, what if the Rams are up 20 points? I mean, well, what is the ideal lead by the Rams to when you go into halftime and you see it in terms of your decision-making? Like, well, how, how far ahead do the Rams have to be in order for you to consider putting in Chase Daniel and others if you're the Bears? Uh, man, I, I would almost want to wait longer. I mean, unless it's like what the Bears were doing to the Bucks earlier this year at halftime. Um, yeah, a complete throttling. Yeah, I, because it's still the NFL and crazy things happen. Um, and here's another scenario I laid off the, to him. What if you go in there and you see the Rams are up 14? Okay, maybe if it's 10, it's a close game. And Nick Mullins is, is playing well. And you also see the Eagles are up on the Redskins. And you have a chance to take out a divisional rival and eliminate them from playoffs contention. What do you do? Do you go for the kill? Uh, if it's that scenario, I'm more. If it's just a matter of, of eliminating the Vikings, I'm less concerned about that. Um, I think it's it's a it's a bigger deal to get that first round by.
uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm torn on, on the, the mindset you should have, the, the BU mantra, the be aggressive ways of Matt Nagy. If, I guess if you're going to live and, and, and die by, by that, and I know the Bears aren't going going to die in this and have at least one more game remaining, but playing the Vikings three times in a year just sets up for craziness. I, I, I don't care what happened in the first two games. You know each other too well. Odd things can happen even though you're the better team. If you have a chance to take the Vikings out of playoff contention, I think you do it. Yeah, well, and that's why I think just if you add up everything, I mean, we're, we're talking about very specific circumstances and, and definitely looking at scoreboards, which I'm not sure is the greatest idea. I just think it's you're not locked in in a spot, and there's there's something to play for. So it's the NFL. You go in and, and and you play your starters, and you try to win the game. I mean, this is not the third preseason game when they were playing the Chiefs earlier this year, and you could understand the logic of what Matt Nagy was doing by sitting everybody. I mean, this is still an NFL regular season game, and I agree with them. Unless you're locked in the one seed and nothing can change. Then you just you you can't do this like kind of half-ass. Ah, oh, yeah, we're going there to win, but you know it's okay if we don't. I mean, you got to have the mentality. Absolutely. You got yep. you got to have the. It, it, this is too hard of a game, and it's too physical, and and mindsets are so important. You have to psych yourself up to play every single game. So you can't. You're either all in or you're not, in my opinion. Yeah, that's why I like it. it it's been business as usual, as far as my understanding here. It, it helps all, and it, it's how it should be. You play, play your starters. I think it's actually made Matt Nagy's decision almost easier that they have something to still kind of play for if, if that's seeding and it's whether or not it's, it's hoping for a 49ers upset. But, uh, again, um, his whole approach to this week tells me that Trubisky is going to play nearly a full game. The, the only time I would pull Trubisky, to be honest with you, is if the game seems in hand, like whether or not the Vikings are up big late in the third quarter or the Bears are up big. I'd even play out that scenario. If the Bears are up 14 points going into the fourth quarter, I actually may consider pulling Trubisky. 14 points going into the fourth quarter. Yes, yes. Trust your defense. Make sure your quarterback doesn't get hurt. Uh, I don't know. That's still not a lot in the NFL. But I I see where you're going. Here's where I think – and I hope this doesn't sound hypocritical because this is a different situation than healthy player, healthy players. I mean, when we're talking about Allen Robinson's ribs or Eddie Jackson's ankle or Aaron Lynch's elbow. I mean, that's different to me. It, to me, it makes sense to sit those guys if there's any doubt at all about them uh, getting hurt any worse. And I'd be surprised if Jackson and Lynch play. Robinson seems to be a little bit more 50-50 at this point, but if there's any doubt whatsoever, I would sit him too. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see Eddie Jackson or, or Aaron Lynch. I'd be shocked if they even practice today. You, you should see the brace that Aaron Lynch has on his arm, Adam. He looks like that Winter Soldier character from those Captain America movies. It just <laughs> looks like a robotic arm attached to him now it's it's massive again you and i were, were amazed that he's still uh, around how is his elbow still attached i i don't know but it's, it's quite miraculous the christmas <laughs> miracle adam uh, that, that he's that he's still here and you know potentially going to be active for the playoffs but yeah in terms of Allen robinson i think for sure you're going to see the safer than sorry approach with your number one wide receiver too valuable um he gutted out that win against the 49ers he was still one of their best players I, I wouldn't rush him back if he still got the ice packs on his ribs. Yeah, I mean that's uh that's a, that's a thing where he's he's too valuable. You have to have him 
uh, for the playoffs next week. And, you know, I, I got to be honest, I'm not too worried about this idea of playing. Um, I'd be more worried about playing the Vikings a third time if the Bears coming off a win. So if the Bears beat the Vikings and the Eagles still lose, which is unlikely, so the Vikings still get in, now you're playing them for the third time. If the Bears lose on Sunday to the Vikings, I I feel like, all right, now it's the rubber match and now the better team's at home and you, you go out there and the better team's going to end up winning. That's, it, does that make sense? Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Uh, I just feel like all the conversations that, that, that we're having that uh, up at Alice Hall, they just completely... They don't, you know. I, I know maybe some, you know, look at the advanced scouting that they do, that they may think that the, I don't know, the Seahawks or, or the Eagles are a better matchup or they like their chances of, you know, ruffling Kirk Cousins' feathers or something like that. I mean, that's what they do. It's what the advanced scouting is. But if, if you're the coaches, you're going to play who you play. And yeah, there's something about playing a, game, playing a team three times in a year, especially a divisional rival. That, that to me, being of house uh, would, would just freak me out, especially if you're making your first playoff appearance in eight years. All right. Win or lose on Sunday. Win or lose on Sunday. That's how I would feel. Um, all right. So those are the kind of the circumstances of the game. We'll uh, preview it in a second. Uh, we don't want to forget, and I almost did for a second. This is what happens when we don't have Joe with us. We do have our voicemails from uh, Sunday's game against the 49ers. Uh, a little bit of a Christmas flavor in here. So let's go ahead and hear those before we jump into previewing and making our picks for Bears-Vikings. Here's your voicemails from Sunday's win against the 49ers. Hello? Do you know who this is? Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! Hogan John's voicemail. The Hogan John's voicemail line. Believe it or not, George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. Got any questions or comments about the Bears? Give the guys a call before, after, or even during the game. 312-222-5050. Go Bears! Peter from Addison, Illinois. Uh, my little cousin from Greece is here, and he has something to say. I'll translate. He said all he wants for Christmas is to be on the Hogan John's podcast. Bears down! <laughs> This is Brenda from Connecticut, and I wanted to thank Ryan Pace for putting Matt Nagy and Khalil Mack under my Christmas tree. Mary Bearmas, bear down. Chris in Lockport, I would just like to say bear down, and maybe the Bears can play a playoff road game this season without giving me a heart attack, or just any road game. It doesn't matter, because need it. Hoggy Cat, John Z. Bibb, Jimmy Jiggity Joe Roll, Fasta Browski here, calling from uh, Santa Clara in the heart of Silicon Valley. I'm surrounded by nerds, but don't worry, guys. Coach Nagy's here. He's going to show the world that the Bears, they don't lose focus. He's going to take the Bears. They're going to go out there at 49 to nothing. Maybe that's even just in the first half. Okay, Merry Christmas. Go Bears. Happy holidays. Uh, bear down. All right. Brian from Wisconsin. How about that Montezuma missile? Let's make that stick. 
Bear Down. This is Joe from the Bronx, talking to Joey Joe Rowe, John's and Hope. Oh, you foolish boys, I've seen it all before. The year was 2006, Rex Grossman was quarterback. Brian Erlacher was running this country, and Lovey Smith was in the White House. A bunch of folks started talking about a Super Bowl, kind of like right effing now. If you guys don't see the parallels between this season and that season, I don't know what else to do. Bear down, Gerlene from Lakeview. I just saw that late hit by the 49ers on Trubisky, and I saw the entire defense get up off the bench to come and support him. This is a different team. I love it. This is the year. Super Bear, Super Bowl, let's go. Jeffrey Franklin from Lamont. The Bears' offense looked good. The Bears' defense looked good, but the Bears looked bad. Bear down. Let's take the W. On to next week. Papa Hogue here from Buffalo Grove, but calling from Madison today. Last week, you had a caller mention how great it was to watch the game with his firstborn. I had the same experience today. It was a lot of fun. Bear down. Micah from Tampa, Florida. Bear down. Let's go, Chicago Bears. Next week, beat Minnesota so we don't have to play them in the playoffs. Let's go. Bear down. Mike from the wrong side of the cheese curtain. The Bears notched a rare win in San Fran. Badass D blasted young Shanahan. And while Mitch sang Mariah, Don Vic was the Messiah. Part wise guy, but forever wise man. Wow. Is that your dad? That was actually my dad. That's nice. That was nice. Yeah, we uh we had to go find a a, a Buffalo Wild Wings to watch the Bears game on Sunday. <laughs> Hey, you can always count on B dubs. We uh I didn't make the trip to San Francisco and was up in uh so obviously if I wasn't working in San Francisco I was gonna be with family in uh in Wisconsin and then realized hey the game's not on in Wisconsin. Don't have <laughs> so, NFL Sunday ticket where I was at, so he had to go find a place to watch it. Get some spicy garlic wings. I gotcha. That's nice. See, I think and maybe I shouldn't say this since we already named the joint, but I think that may have been what caused this whole thing the whole week. The spicy garlic wings? Uh, the, I just went buffalo, but ever since that meal, it's not been good. Okay, okay. It's, it's we been... had a bad buffalo wild wings experience on the way to um, Detroit this year for the Thanksgiving game. Really? Matt Finley, Kevin Fishbane, and Jeff Dickerson and I took forever. Adam, I'm not talking about like 30 minutes. It took an hour to get some buffalo wings in that joint. Yeah, I was having, we were having that problem on Sunday too. What's up with that? Yeah, it thought, should be your specialty. I thought the, wing, the wings should come out in like two minutes. Yeah. All right. Uh, also, uh, the some Greek in there like that, and some. We always encourage the rhyming. That's good. That's good stuff. Yes. 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 All right. And, and our guy in Santa Clara, surrounded by the nerds. by the nerds. <laughs> the nerds. Uh huh. <laughs> All right. He made me chuckle. Our friend. All right. Good stuff there from our voicemail. Nerds! <laughs> one more one more shot to get in uh in the regular season this week, and then I'm sure the, the voicemail I will just take off in the playoffs. Um boy, I it it is a uh, well established fact now that the voicemailers turn up for the Packers weeks. That's by far every Packer game. The thing gets full or almost full, and then there was a. We still had plenty uh, against the Forty ers but Joe was telling me that like it was cut in half at least. Yeah. So really? Is, yeah. I mean, people like playing the Packers. It's fine. It's good. Okay. It's a rivalry. Okay. Okay. 
It's a rivalry. It's- Obviously, we still had plenty, and if not, we can always have Papa Hogue call in. There we go. There we go. Well, this week should be full of them. You know, you got the Vikings. Playoffs coming. It'll be a big week. It is a big week. Let's jump right into it right now. Bears at Vikings. Uh, four and a half point line. Vikings are favored. Three twenty-five Sunday on Fox. This game was flexed to the late afternoon window so that all the meaningful games are all getting played at the same time, which makes a lot of sense. And uh, a great U.S. Bank Stadium. What a great uh, venue up there in Minneapolis and uh, a loud venue as well. It should be uh, a tough place for the Bears to play this week. And my big question, John, as we jump into this, is just will the Bears match the Vikings' desperation for four full quarters? Because, you know, that's really what it's going to take to win this game, I think. And the Vikings is just sort of inherently there. They have to win. They have to play as hard as they can for four quarters. And for the Bears... I know that's been the mindset all week. We're going there to win the game. That's what Matt Nagy's been saying. I'm sure the players will uh, will do everything they can to win, but there's still just sort of that human nature aspect of, eh, if we don't, it's not the end of the world. Right, right. So, so my biggest question kind of goes off something that Vic Fangio said yesterday. He was asked to, to, to describe what it's like preparing players for the playoffs who haven't played in the playoffs before and he he generally said that the the start of the game is when you feel like the, this this playoff rush and you feel like the stakes are higher and there seems to be a lot of wildness to it in terms of emotions maybe some crazy plays um uh just a lot of things going on early in the game and things settle down and it's can you survive those early moments and get to the point where you're just playing football again right I, I kind of view that the, the, the same way, um, kind of in a lesser extent, but the Vikings, to use a cliche, they're going to come out swinging, right? They're going to hit the Bears square in the chin, and how are the Bears going to handle that? I think it falls in their leaders, guys like Cleo Mack, guys like Akeem Hicks, guys like Danny Trevates, and even Mitchell Trubisky. How do they respond and, and get everybody rallied after the Vikings come out hot? I'm expecting the Vikings to come out very hot. So what does the Bears' leadership core, how, how do they respond? How do they get everybody going in response to that? I'm having a tough time uh, figuring out the Vikings. Remember I said last week on the podcast I was fascinated to see against the Lions how, like, what they did the week before against the Dolphins, how for real that was. So they changed their offensive coordinator. St- Kevin Stefanski takes over uh, for John Filippo, and they have this huge offensive explosion two weeks ago at home against the Dolphins. Okay, can they carry that on the road against the Lions? And they ended up putting up 27 points, and it looked good. It was a nice uh, 27-9 victory. looked comfortable, but, you know, while I was sitting there in that Buffalo Wild Wings the other day. <laughs> Waiting for your wings. Um, it, you know, I was... They, they were kind of sleepwalking through the first half, it seemed like. Then they get that yeah. Hail Mary uh, to Kyle Rudolph. And boy, do the Lions love giving up Hail Marys, right? Um, and all of a sudden, that seemed to spark them the rest of the game. But I, I didn't... But did it really spark them? I mean, they only... Didn't that put them up 14-9? So they only put up 13 points the rest of the game. It just... I, I don't know if I'm totally believing what they did against the Lions um, will translate against this Bears defense. Of course, the question is, you know, does that it goes back to my big question? How does that Bears defense uh, match that intensity for four quarters? Yeah, look, the Lions are garbage. They're hot garbage. Yeah, they, they are. They, they are. Did you, you hear? It. 
Speaking of Matt Patricia and the Lions, right? The fighting Patricias, as we called them last week. Did you hear the question that was asked to him um, in the press conference uh, this week? I did not. So apparently he's been late to every single media session this year for the Lions. Oh. Right? Uh, so obviously he had to run in with Mike Rothstein about you know posture and sitting up straight and respecting the process. So Mike Rothstein this week goes – how important is punctuality to you? <laughs> That's where the lions are at, my friend. Oh, That's wow. where the lions are at. Meanwhile, in Chicago, I mean, Matt Nagy was close to winning the media good guy award. I mean, yeah. How about that? So different cultures. There, there's a backbone here with the bears and everybody's worried about the lions posture per se uh, up there. Um, I, I think it's almost been forgotten. How about this? Adam? Do you know the, the bears are eight and one? In like the last nine games, yeah, yeah, and and that one loss was on the road against the Giants, who happened to be uh, not that bad of a team, and uh, with Chase Daniel as your quarterback, and it came in overtime in a pretty crazy game. So the Bears are good; they they got some some type of mojo going here. I would say, yeah, they're very close to being on a nine game winning streak, playing for a ten game win streak uh, on Sunday, which you know is pretty incredible to think about. Um, we should give uh, Prince Mukamara a shout-out for winning the Media Good Guy Award this year. He uh, That goes to the player that uh, basically you know get, gives them the most time and, and makes the most effort to help uh, the media do their jobs, uh, you know, essentially thoughtfully answering questions and, and making the time to always be available for questions. And uh, I actually voted for Matt Nagy myself because I feel like the way he's gotten up there and answered our questions on a daily basis all year is at least in my position helped me the most this season but I certainly uh, there's a number of guys who are, are worthy of winning and Prince of Mukamara was was one of those guys and he ends up uh, winning the award so so uh, congratulations to him oh I, I found it tough to actually narrow it down um, Nagy of course Mitch Trubisky Akeem Hicks Danny yeah. Trevathan Allen Robinson even a guy like Kyle Fuller, who doesn't say much, he, he's been available to anybody who wants to talk to him every single day. Yeah, he has. Uh, Jordan Howard's been better. It's it's a different culture, and obviously winning helps, but I, I think you really take on the persona of your head coach sometimes, and I think it's pretty obvious with the Bears. Yeah, no, uh, and technically that streak that we had going for years of players winning this award and then being on a different team ended – because Zach Miller won it last year, and he's still on the team, but he hasn't played. Yes, yes, yes. So, but I think it speaks to our selection. We know good guys when we see them, Adam. Yeah. Well, then John Fox would just ship him out of town if they were nice to the media. Yes. No, that's yes. not what was happening. That that's a joke. That's a joke. Um, all right, let's. Get, or is it? Or is it? <laughs> bold predictions. All right, uh, I got a bold one for you. By the way, I got mine last week. Anthony Miller touchdown. He did, yeah. yeah. Uh, my bold prediction, Bears fans aren't going to like it. It's not a positive one. I think the Bears only score one touchdown in this game. Okay. That's my bold prediction. You're not going to give us the player? You mean you got Anthony Miller, right? No, I don't. I'm saying they're only going to score one touchdown. Seems pretty bold to me. Well, okay. Well, they only scored two against the 49ers, so way to go out on the limb there, Adam. <laughs> I know what you're saying. You're expecting a, a kind of a defensive shutdown by the Vikings. Um, 
Can I give my bull prediction with the prediction? Sure, if you would like to. Okay, hit the button. Right. Did we have the button? Predictions. The Bears are going to win. Okay. Is that bull? Mm. Nobody picked them in the paper except me. Really? Yeah. Okay, I'll yeah. give it to you. I think everybody's just kind of writing this game off for sh- the Bears. We should and let everyone know that you were extremely wrong the last time these two teams played. Yes, yes, I was, I was. <laughs> um, but, okay, you're throwing me off my thought process here. <laughs> I got him 23-20, maybe even a Cody Parkey game-winning field goal. How about that? That would be bold. Yes. <laughs> How worried are you about the Cody Parkey situation? <laughs> yeah, I'm extremely worried. Um, I, I felt like pressing Chris Tabor on it a little bit. He had answered two questions about him yesterday, but I'm like, hey, like, I think he's missed six or seven, Chris. Like, do you have to have extra conversations with him? What's going on? And then he gave like a good, well thought out, long answer on a situation with with Parky. But look, the Bears have no other choice at, at this point, and really never had another choice this season. And just in terms of the money you're paying the guy. Uh, you have to trust him, and I, I don't know what's going on. Maybe he just needs to get the next season and regroup. You know, he's got the big contract. He's got all these expectations. Maybe he just needs to reset his mind. But the Bears have big games ahead of them, Adam. This is kind of one of them. Then you got the playoffs. Cody Parkey needs to be better. I don't trust him right now. Let me paint you a, a, a kind of crazy hypothetical to get your answer. Let's say these struggles continue, and it po- potentially costs them a, a you know a playoff game. Season potentially ends because these kicker problems still go. Well, you have a kicker by the name of Robbie Gold who's a free agent. Who's that? What do you mean? Who's that? Robbie Gold? Yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He, the, the guy with a 97 percent yeah. success rate. Yeah, the guy who doesn't like miss <laughs> at a position that. You have a pretty damn good team that you thought you could have won the Super Bowl and you didn't. Do you go just eat the three and a half million guaranteed you still owe Cody Parkey? Just go out and sign the guy that's still beloved in the, this city and could pretty much fix your problems? Yes. If he blows it for you in the postseason. If it's that yeah. bad, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you have questions in terms of where he's at mentally. Then yeah, you, you just swallow the money, and and it is what it is at that point. Maybe Robbie Gold gives you a hometown discount, and it's not that bad. Salary cap's going up, what ten or twelve million or something like that. So you can make it work. You, you can. You're still got Trubisky and his rookie contract. Do it. Do it. You're, you're talking about losing points and losing games because you're a kicker. I just think you know. Last week we were. This was sort of starting to enter my brain, and I was like, ah, I can't really see it happening. Parky's owed. Three and a half million, and then he goes out and misses another kick, and it's just like, if this continues in the playoffs, I don't know how you can stick with them, it, you know, despite the money. And then you got a guy there who still lives in Chicago. That's, you know, I don't know. That's getting off on a tangent. But. And you know what? It's it's not like did the Bears and Gold leave on rocky terms? Well, kind of with certain people who well, aren't certain, here anymore. Exactly, exactly. I don't think I don't think it's a problem with Ryan Pace. No, no, it's not. It, it's it's it was with the, the well, I don't want to name it, but the other guys that are yeah. here any, anymore. And um, yeah, I, I think Pace and a Nagy combination can can if there's any 
things that need to be smoothed over there. I think both those guys can handle it. Obviously, Gold would love to return home and finish his career here. And this is home. He's raising his family here. So if that's your hypothetical and it plays out that way, Cody Parkey potentially cost the Bears a playoff game, like the NFC Championship or something like that, and you got questions about his mentality next year, yeah. Yeah, bringing the best Bears kicker of all time. Yeah, and he's 36, right? I mean, he could still kick for another five, six years. He's a kicker. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and to his credit, I mean, Gold come out, came out and said, like, last week that, look, I, I get why they cut me. I wasn't good at that point. Obviously, starting anew has helped him. But, yeah, to answer a problem, and if Robbie's it, I, I think you do it if the, your hypothetical plays out that way. Yeah. All right. Well, it's something to keep an eye on going forward because the, the, I mean, that kicker thing is maybe at the top of concerns right now, if not, you know, just just near the top. I mean, it should be up there. It's it's a problem. All right. Uh, I'll give you my prediction. I, I already said the Bears will only score one touchdown. Now, a couple interesting things. I was going through, you know, just kind of looking back on the season and some of the results. Um, it dawned on me that. This is, in my opinion, easily the toughest road test of the entire season for the Bears. They're all, the only other game you can compare to this would be at Lambeau Field in Week 1. But it turned out the Packers weren't that good. Now, circumstances at the time, it was loud, it was the opener, and the Bears handled that well early in the game. Uh, but they did lose that game. You look at the other road games the Bears have played this year, I mean... They haven't played a winning. They still have not. Uh, they have no road games against a team currently with a winning record. Do you realize that? Yeah, but they still got a winning record now on the road. Do they not? Four and three. No, they do. But the point is, it's not like they've had a really, really, really hard road test yet. Yeah. No, I hear you. This will be the loudest, rowdiest building they go into with more at stake than than anything. It's a playoff game for the Vikings. Well, yeah. Let's be honest. The, it, the environment is going to be. I mean, we we think it's loud there, Adam, in a Week Seventeen game with John Fox about to get fired. Yeah. <laughs> now on the flip what, what, on the flip side here, the you look at the games the Bears have lost this year. They've given up tw- at least twenty four points in all of them, and in three of them they gave up at least thirty. So the games they've lost is because the defense has slipped up and allowed points. All right. I'm predicting a lower scoring game. To their credit, they have found ways to win all of those grinded out type games. I mean, I think you could even maybe throw in the Seahawks game into that conversation. Definitely that game in Arizona when they were down 14 nothing and won 16 to 14. You had maybe you put the Vikings game in that that category. Bears were in control that entire time though, but definitely the game against the Rams, which was 15 to six. And last week against the 49ers, 14-9. So in low-scoring games where the defense has played well, the Bears have found ways to win. I think that's an important, a very important uh, reality that even if they end up losing this game on Sunday, will carry over uh, as a good thing in the playoffs. That they have managed to grind out games in the fourth quarter and come up with plays when they needed to. Um, that being said, I just think the circumstances of this specific game, it being on the road... Uh, in a tough environment, I think it is a slower, grinded-out type game, and I do think the Vikings come up on top because uh, when it matters most in the fourth quarter, they're just going to have more on the line, and it's going to mean a little bit more to them. So the Vikings 17, Bears 10 is my score. In reality, your bold prediction is a winning performance from Kirk Cousins. 
Yeah, in some ways, because... Do you feel better about your prediction now? <laughs> uh, not really, because Kirk Cousins hasn't been able to do that, but... Yeah, you know, I, I like Kirk Cousins. I, I, I'll be honest, I, I love the move the Vikings made this year, but all the critics, they're kind of becoming right. He puts up good numbers, but it's, it's making the big plays when you need to. It's Yeah, it's there's something there. Everybody needs to see a little bit more out of Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I still think he's man. This if we if this guy's name comes up a lot in our podcast, going all the way back to season one. Um, he's just a good quarterback. He's not great. He's not bad either. And I and I, honestly, I think he's getting a little bit too much criticism in Minnesota right now. Like, what were your other options? This made the most sense. Uh, unless you're going to take a big gamble with Teddy Bridgewater, which maybe in hindsight you should have kept him around. I don't know, but. Um, you had you had a team that seemed to be on the cusp of winning the Super Bowl, and you needed an upgraded quarterback. And he is an upgrade over Case Keenum. He just is. Watch the games. He's better than Case Keenum. But this problem where he can't win the big games, I get it. He's still been... I was reading one of the columns in Minnesota the other day, and they said he's been good to above average for the entire... I mean, good to above average. That's not, you could do a lot worse in the NFL. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we, we, we know. <laughs> we know well, people, what below in below average quarterback play uh, looks like. It, it made too much sense. You know, a lot of it's look. Maybe Flip was the wrong play caller. Um, I mean, let's let's be honest. I mean, the guy did not have much experience calling plays or proven experience, successful experience um, before he got the promotion, going from the Eagles to the Vikings. Uh, you got new receivers to throw to. There, there is an adjustment. I mean, maybe Kirk Cousins is out is outstanding next year with those receivers and a healthy Dalvin Cook for a full sixteen games and a, and a better coaching philosophy, starting with his offensive coordinator. So, you, you never know. People always want immediate results and, re, and refuse to acknowledge all the time it takes to get those results. Um, but you're right, Kirk Cousins has been a law around. It, these aren't new concerns for Kirk Cousins. All right, here's your listener prop bet for the week. How many times, I'm going to need your help setting the over-under, though, but he, this is what we're doing. How many times do they show, uh, do you, should we do the Eagles score or the Rams score? Why can't they do both? Okay. You don't think they'll have like a, I mean, there's plenty of room on a TV screen. They'll probably do Combo both. It. All right, how many times do they show the scores from the other games? I'm going to set it at 10 and a half. Yeah, I was going to say hi. I was going to say eight and a half. Um, you're thinking at least once or twice per quarter. So if you're saying ten and a half, I'm going to go under. I think you get at least once or twice per quarter. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you're going to – you know what, though? Maybe over because one of those will be like a highlight. Yeah, they're going to do highlights. Just any references to other scores, either the Eagles or Rams. Okay, then over. Any reference, over. Yeah, any I'm gonna, reference, over. I'm going to say over, too. I'm going to say over, too. As they should. As they should. Um, speaking of that, let's get to the other games that we need to keep an eye on uh, this week. We even got some college games, some good ones too. College football playoff going down on Saturday. Uh, but we'll start in Los Angeles, the 49ers at the Rams, nine and a half point favorites. The Rams are uh, at home against 49ers, 325 Sunday on Fox. Todd Gurley's status still uh, kind of in doubt, right? Yeah, yeah, I don't think he's going to play. So as I said or screamed into my phone in our Uber ride in Santa Clara, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was impressed by, by Nick Mullins, and I think Nick Mullins is going to play well. 
against the Rams, even against Aaron Donald. He stood in there and made big throws with a Cleo Mack coming his way, and I think he'll do the same. I think the Rams will win, but the 49ers, they'll cover, and they'll keep that game close just because they, they're going to play loose. They have nothing to play for. That underdog upset role, ruin your season type of role. They, they seem to want to embrace it and play it well. Yeah, I took the Cardinals against the Rams last week, that big 14-point spread, and I regretted that. Uh, Rams obviously uh, crushed them without Todd Gurley. By the way, thanks to Todd Gurley for sitting out uh, my championship game. I lost by 100. <laughs> thanks, Todd. Yeah, thanks, Todd. I could have used you um, because you would have scored 100, obviously. Obviously, I'm being uh, sarcastic. He wouldn't have made a difference, and I lost by 100, literally 100 points. <laughs> Who did you play? In my uh, apparently the greatest fantasy team of all time. <laughs> yeah. Peyton Manning throwing to Randy Moss. <laughs> I mean, oh my God! Yeah, lost by a hundred points in my fantasy championship. Uh, that made it easier to stomach the fact that I played uh, John Kelly over C.J. Anderson because Anderson yeah. scored all the points that Todd Gurley would have scored, and I didn't play. I just screwed the whole thing up. But it didn't make a difference because, again, I lost by 100. <laughs> um, meanwhile, uh, I'm going to take the 49ers, too, here. I, I think uh, I-, I got the feeling, talking to Kyle Shanahan and Robbie Gold last week, getting ready for that game against the Bears, that they do feel like they're on the cusp of uh, of doing some some better things next year. I know they felt the same way last year, but they lost Jimmy Garoppolo. That makes a big difference, and they've had a ton of injuries. They're still battling through those things. I, I you know, encouraging signs from the 49ers. I think they play this game close. I still think the Rams are going to be able to pull it out in the end, but I, I have the 49ers covering the 9.5. Just don't flop it out there and expect to perform like that. Meanwhile, Philadelphia, the Eagles have to go to Washington. Eagles are a six-and-a-half-point road favorite. 325 Sunday on Fox. Another meaningful game. That's when all these games are being played, at 325. What do you think is going to go down in this one, the game that the Vikings fans are going to have their eyes on the entire time? Who's playing quarterback for the Redskins these days? I don't even know. Josh Johnson. Oh. He's been pretty decent, too. Yeah, okay. You could say that. So, um. <laughs> here, he was actually the number one pick in that AAFL thing that's going to start in a couple months or whatever. Oh, good for him. And so now, <laughs> but now that team is wondering if he's going to show up mm-hmm. because now he's playing for Washington and playing decently like they might keep him. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, good for Josh Johnson. Um, uh, did I say his name right? Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh Eagles, man, fly, Eagles, fly. They're hot. Um, I know everybody's kind of worried about them come the postseason. I would still have my concerns at that point um, about them and what they are. Uh, Nick Foles is magic. You would think would run out at some point, um, although it didn't happen last year. But uh, in terms of this year, yeah, yeah give me the Eagles, e- even covering. Um, it's going to set up that that kill situation for the Bears in Minneapolis. Uh the kill situation like like this? We're going to be simple. We're going to play fast. We're going to play hard. We're going to kill it, okay? This is a great acronym, you guys, right? Kill it. Keep it likable and learnable. Kill it. That's what they're going to do, I guess. All right. Uh, we're going to have a chance to el- eliminate the, the Vikings. Yeah, I am. All right. Uh, the Let's see. Moving. Oh, I'm taking the Eagles, too. Very simple. They're, they're better, and the Redskins are... They're pretty much dead, as they should be. All right, uh, how about this? We're picking a Browns game. 
But it matter. But the Browns are are they got a chance to finish above five hundred? How do you not keep Greg Williams as your coach? They might have to. Yeah, I, I don't think John Dorsey wants to do it, but like I, I I understand he's interviewed a couple guys already, right? Um, well, I'll give you one reason. If Lincoln Riley wants to come up from Oklahoma, you make that hire. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I get you. Um, but something's working with Mayfield. There, there's a connection being there, and I, you know, what? I, I love how he stares down Hugh Jackson. I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love everything about it. Um, but the Ravens are good. They got a defense not as good as the Bears, but up there in certain rankings with the Bears. Uh, I'm gonna pick the Browns. Uh, you know what? I, this is just uh, this is what I want to happen. I want the Browns to win, so I'm gonna pick them. Oh my God! <laughs> will, will it into existence? You stole my upset special of the week. Yeah, I'm I'm rooting for chaos on Sunday, and I think this is one of the games where we might get some chaos. There's something you're right. I mean, the Browns, they could be a team like a lot of teams, like we just talked about with Washington, probably folding up the tents, can't wait to get to the golf course. The Browns are not that way right now, and Baker Mayfield is fun to watch. I think they go in there, and obviously the Ravens have a really good defense in it, but their offense is just eh. This is going to be a tight game. I think the six points is too much, and I'm with you. I think the Browns. May come out with the upright, uh, with the uh, straight up upset here, and, and pull it out, which would, uh, which would definitely create some chaos. But I'm going to go one, Browns too. One more thought on them: nobody's really talking about the Browns defense, which is pretty darn good too. Going up against Lamar Jackson, who is still learning to be a quarterback, right? Give me the Browns defense as as having an advantage in in that situation. All right, well. Yeah, the, the, all these games being played at 325. Hope you have the red zone package if you're paying attention to this stuff. This package just continues to grow and grow, Joe. The Bengals at Steelers. So if that theory of the Browns winning comes true, the Steelers, well, they have to win. Um, they should win. Cincinnati, I'd put them in the category of teams that is, you know, given up on the year. Again, 325 Sunday on CBS here. The question is, will the Steelers cover 14 and a half? That's a huge number. Yes, um, Steelers will win. I don't think they're going to cover that spread. They're just erratic. They seem to shoot themselves in the foot a lot. Uh, they'll make bad plays, but they're the better team. Uh, it's not going to look pretty at some times, but, they, but, I mean, the Bengals are garbage. Just fire the coach already. Yeah, the, he'll probably get a five-year extension, though. Um, <laughs> meanwhile... If the Steelers don't make the playoffs, you never know in the NFL. Do they get crazy and fire Mike Tomlin? Because I'll tell you what, if they did, if I'm the Green Bay Packers, I hire him the next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would hold number 12 accountable. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm... Although, I don't know. I don't know. Well, at least he has experience in terms of handling. Um, Look, Big Ben's not at the, the level of... Aaron Rodgers, but he's got two Super Bowls. He's a proven quarterback. At least he has experience in, in handling such a situation, such a play. Um, I hate this number. I would stay away from this game. I, I kind of feel like the Steelers are going to cover it, but I'm just going to stick to my rule of that's way too many points in the NFL. So I'll take the Bengals covering. Steelers win, though. Uh, as we move ahead to Sunday night. Do your research. Colts, Titans, the one Win and get in game between these two teams. This is a playoff game. Titans, three and a half point underdogs at home. 
against Andrew Luck and the Colts, 7-20 Sunday on NBC. This should be a fun game. Just in general, I don't know how I feel about either of these teams. Some days, some weeks, they, they look very impressive and, and you like them. Other weeks, I mean, didn't the Jaguars just like shut out the, the, the Colts not too long ago? Um, I don't know what to make of these two teams, uh, to be honest with you. Um, obviously, there's playoff implications here, but I, I like the Titans overall. I don't know if um, they'll cover the three and a half points. Uh, or they're getting three and a half, right? So yeah. give me the Titans. Never mind. Give me the Titans. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking the Titans too, uh, mainly because they're getting the three and a half. But I actually think they'll win outright too. Uh, they're at home. They be- they played well in some big windows. Uh, remember they they went into Dallas and beat the Cowboys. Uh, I think both of these coaches, Mike Vrabel and and, uh, and Frank Reich, have done a really good job this year. And the Colts are coming. They're coming hard. If Andrew Luck's healthy, Chris Ballard's done a tremendous job drafting there over the last couple seasons, and um, and I, you know, it turned they they they've done a tremendous job to turning around that offensive line. Quentin Nelson's a beast. So even if they don't get in, the Colts are going to be a factor here very very soon, uh, and probably as soon as next year. And I'll tell you what, either of these teams, I wouldn't really want to play them in the playoffs. I, I'm not saying either one wins, but I think they'll both be tough outs. So, and let's not forget, the Titans won a playoff game last year. Against who? I believe that would be Matt Nagy. There you go. Yeah. Um, Officially Andy Reid. I believe Matt Nagy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's continue this love fest. Wait a minute, that's not the right button. We got college games to pick. All right, the college football playoff gets underway Saturday. I don't like when these games aren't on New Year's Day, but oh well. Well, you got the playoffs. Get a little bit different, right? Yeah, it's fine. They start 3 o'clock Saturday, 3 o'clock Central Time on ESPN. Starting with the Cotton Bowl in Dallas, Texas. You got number three Notre Dame versus number two Clemson. Clemson a 12-and-a-half-point favorite in this game, but going to be without big Dexter Lawrence. Failed the drug test. Notre Dame's got to feel disrespected. Do you think they have a chance? Yeah, yeah, I, I do. I feel like they're always – it's kind of odd to call Notre Dame like an underdog. I feel like they've been an underdog despite their success when it comes to like big marquee games over the past several years. Um, they always have draftable guys. We just talked about Quentin Nelson. We just saw Mike McGlinchey. I mean, they, they produce NFL players. I mean, Julian Love, the local kid from Nazareth, just got a second-round pick, and he's a corner, starting cornerback at Notre, Notre Dame, second-round grade. So um, I say all that, and I still don't think they're, they're going to win. Clemson is just – they've really built themselves a powerhouse down there. Trevor Lawrence, their quarterback, has been really, really good. But I'll say this, Notre Dame will keep this close, they'll keep this interesting, and they'll cover that 12-and-a-half. Uh, I think they will, too, and and they've been hearing all about it. They're, I believe, 0-5 in BCS bowl games slash college football playoff bowl games. Um, they haven't been able to win the big game. They got blown out by Alabama in the national championship. So there's just a lot on the... Um, the bulletin board, right, to uh, to motivate them, not that they need it. I saw them in person against North, uh, Northwestern. They're a good team. Ian Book is good. 
So I think they keep this close, but ultimately I just think Clemson has a little bit too much firepower, and uh, I will pick the Tigers to win the game. Notre Dame covers. No. All right, Mike Lennon disagrees. The Orange he's Bowl. A, he's actually been playing football lately. Do you know that? Yeah, he's actually been playing football. Yes, yes, yes. Saying, taking a snaps again in the NFL, Adam. How soon we forget he, Mike Lennon. No. Okay. <laughs> the Orange Bowl. Oklahoma, number four. Number one, Alabama. Bama, favored by 14 points, 7 o'clock Saturday on ESPN. Uh, you know, if you turn on ESPN for five seconds, you know all about the fact that Tua Tungovailoa is injured and he's got that ankle and they won't stop talking about it. And he's clearly going to be fine for Saturday, but they want to make sure that he might not be okay. You think so. So then you tune in just to see how he's doing. I think he's fine. I think he plays. I think Alabama rolls Oklahoma because Oklahoma's defense is terrible and Bama wins covers the fourteen. Yeah, it's what we've been picking all year. How do you pick against Bama? It's, did you see that one clip? This is what I've been thinking about when you, when you were talking there. The one clip of the, the Alabama player where he's asked to talk about um, Keller Murray, and he was about yeah. to call him like any other quarterback then, but then he caught himself. It's like yeah. the Nick Saban, the mini Nick Saban in his head just like kicked him around and said, what are you doing, kid? Yeah. <laughs> and he caught himself. Yeah, it's like Guardian Angel on his shoulder, Nick Saban. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> the is like, nah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> it was funny. That was, funny. but yes, Bama's is good. They're the best team. They, they've been unstoppable. Yeah, you had injury concerns. They're a quarterback, but look, he's fine. They're gonna win big. Yeah, look, I, it's just a matter of I, I just don't see how Oklahoma is gonna slow down Alabama, um, and. I think Oklahoma, Kyler Murray is good. They'll they'll find a way to score some points, but just as this game, um, as this game goes along, it's just going to be one of those slow, slow things where the lead just keeps building and building and building. I just the fourteen, give me give me Alabama all the way. Um, all right, so that's the college football playoff. We'll move ahead to Monday night, the Holiday Bowl. That's where I'll be. San Diego, number 22, Northwestern, number 17, Utah. The Utes favored by seven. Again, how many games have we picked this year with Northwestern where they're a touchdown underdog or more against a team that I think they're better than? <laughs> it's yeah, happened it's, like it's, it's the same area. It happens all the time. But here they are, 6 o'clock Monday on FS1 is where you can find that game or on WGN Radio. You would know better than me, Adam, but I, I think Fitz loves the disrespect oh, yeah. sometimes. Yes, yes. Just plays into their whole mantra, this whole underdog lifestyle they got going there. Yeah, give me the cats. Go cats. Covering, winning, everything. They're going to beat the Utes. Yeah, I think they definitely cover. Um, they've been good in bowl games the last couple of years, and uh, Clayton Thorson's playing. It'll be his last game. I think they come out. Uh, Utah is down to their backup quarterback. They've got some big, big injuries. I think they uh, still kind of going through some last minute, last minute. Yeah, we still got four, four days or so. But uh, they lost their wide receiver, kick returner. They got some injuries. I'm taking Northwestern, and I do think they win outright as well. So go Cats! Be a good Monday night game. You know, Monday night football. So watch or listen to the Holiday Bowl. How about that? Yes, yes. I, and you know what? I do like how Northwestern's become the the team of the Bears beat media core. It has. Kind of has taken over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In terms of rooting interest that the, the media core has developed, 
We're all in the Go Cats bandwagon. Go Cats. We should add that to the soundboard. Go Cats. Get a little Go Cat action from Fitz. All right. Well, um, yeah, I'm headed there tomorrow. With uh, the team's already there, but uh, the rest of us are headed there tomorrow. Yeah, nice oh, little. Yeah, have fun in San Diego, my friend. I think the uh, forecasted high in Minneapolis tomorrow. The last time I checked was 13 degrees, buddy. I heard a snowstorm just hit too. Yeah, we got some snow the other night, but then it, it was like raining. I think it all melted, at least in Minneapolis. Um, they got pounded north of there, though. That's where I think the giant snow hit. But you should be all right. Okay. Um, just have a drink for me in the uh, Minneapolis Marriott, will you? I'm actually not staying there for the first time. What? Yeah, yeah. Um, we're at one of the Marriott boutique hotels right down the street. The Ooh. autograph collection. Gotta get fancy here, Adam. Yeah, that's just a bad decision, though. This is a playoff team. We're not going up there to cover John Fox's firing anymore. Yeah, you actually actually have to work a little bit, huh? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it is different. How many coaches have been fired up there with their last game in Minnesota? Hey. Here's an idea, NFL. How about a September game in Minnesota? Huh? Yeah. I, I take a November game. <laughs> Maybe we could sneak in a Twins game at the same time? Anything? No, it's got to be New Year's in Minnesota. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'll be in San Diego. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Podcast over. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E, at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S. Joe Romano at Joey Joe Rowe. Read us at WGNRadio.com slash BearsChicagoSuntimes.com. Please rate and review the podcast. Search Hogan Johns wherever you listen to your podcast. We appreciate you listening. Any final thoughts, Adam? No, no. Safe travels, my friend. Um, and go for the kill, Bears. Go for the kill. It'll be Adam Johns and Mark Carmen after the game on Sunday. I uh, just situation with the holiday bowl i can't do it so i'm taking sunday off it'll be you and mark carmen carmen will do a good job filling in those guys will talk to you after the game sunday and then it's on to the playoffs next week back to a normal schedule talk to you sunday after the game Adam Jones! <laughs>